1: Lightning bets before we wrap up today. i got a college football game I really like for you. And our two-minute drill coming up in about 20 minutes as well. Welcome back into BetQL Daily. Chris Mack in for Joe Ostrowski alongside Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth. We got you covered for week 13 around the NFL. And, yes, we will touch on those conference championship games in just a couple of minutes as well. I have one of the worst talents. This isn't a talent, guys. It's really – it's, uh-huh. the, it's some, something – I don't know why it happens to me all the time. So my wife had to take one of her car – we call it her car. We both drive it, but it's her car um, – to get the tire fixed this morning because there was an air pressure oh. thing going off. I guess when I took it up to State College last weekend to go to the football game, I must have driven over a screw or a nail or something, and they found it in the tire oh. and they plugged the hole. This is now – I want to say probably the fifth time in my lifetime I have driven over a screw or a nail of some sort that has caused me to have to get a flat fixed. I don't know what's wrong with me. Where am I driving that I'm driving over all of this loose hardware? I don't. This is disconcerting that I have. I've probably had had a similar
2: amount. When I lived in Arizona, I went to Arizona State University. For some reason, it happened to me a bunch there. I don't know if it was related to the heat or what, but I felt like I had tire problems all the time. But I've probably had I don't know maybe four or five since I started driving at like sixteen. Okay. So I don't feel. What about feel you? Quite as
1: bad about it.
0: I, I don't know if I can relate to... I, I know I've had nails and screws and, and things like that in my tires before. And sometimes they, they happen in these you know, strange road trips. Like, for some random reason, I was driving to Cincinnati, and I was going to go try and meet up with friends and surprise them, and it didn't work out. And then suddenly, like, I had to get my tire changed, and so it just kind of ruined the entire road trip to where I had to come back home. But... Yeah, like I don't know. Like unless like you don't know, road itself when you're driving like you're looking straight ahead. I don't know if it's like a periphery question perhaps. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of that like it you know, it's either just bad luck, which is possible, but uh but Paul, I, I does this happen to you as well?
3: So, it was a couple weeks before our wedding. Got married in September, coming up on 3 months, so so far so good. But like out i'm just gonna say i was at the gym i was running errands or something uh but um, let's pretend i was at the gym come back park the car in our garage and like we're driving downtown to get the uh the marriage license like a couple weeks before like the official document and so like we're leaving you we pull out and like we're driving down the street and we just hear the or whatever a flat tire sound is insert flat tire sound here we're like oh no is this a sign those questions were asked Sort of things so i guess i had back into like a nail like was sticking out, Mush of Mahoney of out? something yeah right? <laughs> uh, my way out uh so we did after after discussing we we did decide to uh take an uber instead that day to still get it done but yeah but yeah wow. I, I kind of lost i don't know sacrificed some man points i think I like because i went to go change the tire myself the next day and mm. like i can change a tire let's just put that to rest i can, the tire. <laughs> I can handle that. <laughs> i'm a man yeah yeah but the the uh bolts nuts whatever were nuts, like yeah. so yeah they were so <laughs> what like fastened on like it was impossible without like a drill i had to call triple mm-hmm. a and it was that
0: was kind of an l for the day for them to that change is. the tire but and then so <gasps> you're not going to be in my nascar pit crew paul is that how this works
3: give me the right tools and i'll be good but like the guy shows up and i'm like i'm sorry man like i it's, you know i <laughs> I'm i, so I got not nothing fair. you were
2: embarrassed you couldn't handle it your, yourself <laughs> <laughs> well
3: we we could say that i guess i i think the the Lug nuts were on a little too tight, you know, newish car from a
0: couple of years ago. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Is Is it this thing? And, and I think I've done this too, where like if the man card gets revoked, we start apologizing for it. Like I remember like I was out with my buddy, you know, some time ago. And like he used to be able to down Guinness drinks like one after the other. And then one day he couldn't and he started apologizing to the bartender. It's like i'm sorry man like normally i can have a few more of these but i just can't anymore it's like i think it's something like with us and men where if we don't do what we should be able to do as men we start apologizing for it and i don't know why we do this
1: yeah because we we feel deficient yeah i just get irrationally angry at myself and i'm like well i can't do this what's wrong with me um but you, you know what paul don't feel bad that guy was cheating he had like one of those air guns right Little, yeah, it was like. Phew, phew. Apparently, yeah. I'm big on sound effects today. Yeah, phew, phew. yeah, we all are. Like, tri- <laughs> yeah, we can't. Not it's fair. Friday. We've used <laughs> up all our words. We're just on to sound effects and onomatopoeia. Yeah, just there like, like the, real like real the Chiefs' offense, like the Chiefs' offense in the second half of games, <laughs> like that. There you go. Sound effect.
0: <laughs> hey. oh.
1: And that, my friends, called a segue. Welcome to Radio 101. Packers Sunday night football Kansas City laying six at Lambeau total 42 and a half we talked about this a little bit yesterday guys um and and we kicked it around a bit talking about the Chiefs just absolutely impotent offense in the second half of games this year and I think when I look at both sides here especially the way the Chiefs defense has played Going up against Jordan Love. They continue to have injury issues in the backfield in Green Bay. I absolutely love. I mentioned I have a number I love in this game. Get, I am slamming the under 42 and a half here, Ed. We talked about it just a little bit yesterday. And I've, I've, I've cemented my uh, stance on
0: that one. Under 42 and a half in Chiefs Packers Sunday night. If I were in charge of man cards, Chris, which I should be. I absolutely should be. <laughs> but I'm not. But if I were you should have a second because that's exactly how you should play this game. It is the under total 42 and a half. Here we go. We get a little fist right there. Yeah. That's how you do it. She struggles <laughs> to score in the second half. That's really important. they are also struggling on throws beyond 10 air yards. That's also a really big deal, which you wouldn't expect from a Pat Mahomes-led offense. This does matter at the end of the day. Like, it's not just the the receiver drops and all that, but it's just that this offense really isn't designed to go beyond 10 air yards in terms of those passes. And so going up against a Packers defense that can handle that, boy, there are going to be few options in terms of getting the ball down the field. She, uh, Packers defense does not allow too many explosives. One of the lower yak per reception rates in football. So even if a receiver does make a play, they're not going to get too many yards afterwards. So that's an important thing. And Jordan Love, uh, you know, if he doesn't love what this Chiefs secondary can give him, then he might take off a little bit. Problem is Chiefs have also been outstanding containing quarterback scrambles. So that's going to limit what the Packers can do offensively. I know I don't trust what Green Bay can do in the red zone. That's for darn sure. They may be settling for field goals or missing out on fourth, fourth down conversion opportunities. So you couple all of these, you know, red zone woes and all of these intermediate and deep passing struggles that I think both quarterbacks will be dealing with. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's go under.
2: I really I really want to back the Packers plus 6 here in this matchup. You mentioned how the Chiefs offense it hasn't been as high powered and flashy as we've seen in the past but part of me is like, okay, what is this Jordan Love led offense? And are they due for like a dud or some type of regression, or is this for real? And they're gonna keep building off of it. I just feel like it's a little bit of a small sample size, but similar to like with Josh Dobbs, like he's had some great games. It's like, oh, wow, he's so great. He's so awesome. And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, that's why he's been on a million teams. Like I'm not saying Jordan (laughs) Love is quite Josh Dobbs, but are we going to see some regression from the guy and am i silly to think plus 6 is the move on the packers i i just don't have a strong opinion really on that one
1: i i just don't trust that what we what we saw from jordan love the past two weeks isn't because he faced the lions and the chargers defenses i mean you mm-hmm. look at jordan love this year against quality defenses look what he did against the steelers 3 weeks ago Ugh. Uh, 21 of 40, uh, a couple of touchdowns, but two picks as well. Uh, One late that kind of sealed the game. The Chiefs defense is, this is crazy to say, the Chiefs defense is the better side of the ball for that team right now. Because... You can actually count on the Chiefs' defense to show up in big moments, whether it's Carl Loftus, whether it's Jones, whether it's somebody in the secondary making a play. They show up in big spots. And this isn't a knock against Patrick Mahomes. It's more about the guys he's throwing the ball to. Every time Patrick Mahomes lets go of the football, even to Travis Kelsey last week, you hold your breath. You go, oh, are they actually? Oh, no. Oh, it dropped. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh. So <laughs> yeah, more sound effects. Um, so I, I just, (laughs) I don't trust, uh, I don't trust the chiefs offense here. And so I can't lay Mm -hmm. six. They they, look, it's, it's likely they cover it, but if I'm going to play under 42 and a half, I'm definitely not laying six with the chiefs here. It is just, I, I, I don't, I I don't trust that Jordan love the last two weeks is a, a complete and total mirage.
0: I think it's very telling when you go to the prop market that Christian Watson's receiving yards number is 43 and a half. Your wide receiver one with this up and coming star at quarterback, that connection's only to be good for 43 and a half yards? Are you kidding me? Like, that's that's the market telling us that we are not going to see something special from your wide receiver one. And not only that, it's juiced to the under at minus 120 at BetMGM. And I like that play. Oh. I would go under Watson oh, 43 and a half yards. Yeah. Yeah, it, I
2: think the market's telling us Packers regression, like with Jordan Love and Christian Watson, yeah. like it's probably not going to continue. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. so I, I, I like the Chiefs to win this. I don't like the – I don't like – Enough offense to cover the six. And as we talked about, I definitely like the under. The other primetime game, Monday night, this is this is I think an ugly one. I don't know. I don't know what to think of the Bengals getting eight and a half on the road at Jacksonville. Their defense, a disaster. Their offense now led by Jake Browning. Uh they're still technically alive in the wildcard race because as we talked about, the AFC Very top-heavy. The wild-card race isn't the prettiest right now with teams like Indy and Cleveland involved in it. And again, Cincinnati, right there, still somehow in it, Ed. Eight and a half is a big, big number, especially with a total sitting at 39. Uh, Those two don't... That's a bit
0: of a juxtaposition there for me, a contradiction. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Does not compute. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. I'm with you there. (laughs) Something has to give in order for these numbers to sort of come together. And I think when we're looking at this Bengals offense with Jake Browning, like first off, when it comes to the market in general, they do overreact to quarterback news, right? Like you've got a backup in there. And sometimes they move the line a little bit too much. And I know that can happen because Joe Burrow is the Bengals offense. And now they're having to scramble a good bit in more ways than one. So I understand why the line is as big as it is. At the same time though, okay, yeah, Jaguars defense, really good with the pass rush really good at guarding the intermediate part of the field 10 to 19 air yards but what else can they do where we're comfortable here like the Bengals still have some fantastic receivers where even if the ball isn't that accurate you do trust jamar chase a little bit more to kind of leap a little bit and be able to make a play along the boundaries those kinds of things so overall i'm a little bit nervous about backing aside here if i were to I'd probably go Bengals plus eight and a half if for no other reason we could see a Trevor Lawrence regression to the mean situation. We could also see an offensive line where, look, sometimes those Bengals pass rushers do get home. Hasn't happened a whole lot this year, but sometimes they can and they may be able to find a weak spot, Aaron.
2: Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think this is this line is a bit rich, but I think on both sides of the ball, this Jaguars team is so much better without Joe Burrow. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they've been impressive. They've won. They have seven wins in the last eight games, so I don't know how much regression. I mean, you could also make the argument that they've got momentum right now, and they're not going to slow down. Uh, maybe I'd look at, you know, Trevor Lawrence passing touchdowns over one and a half over 243 and a half passing yards, something like that. And I'd probably just stay away from the side. Cause I'm with you. It's a big number, but I also tend to think the Jags could probably cover that. But if I'm going to put my actual money on it, i would probably just look at Jags props overs. Yeah.
1: I, I just, the, the, the numbers not coming together for me makes this a, a stay away for me. Like I, I don't, I am I'm, I'm curious to see like does does Browning have the ability to actually do anything when he, you know after a couple full weeks of practice um you know that Bengals offense has talent like I understand it's it's a huge drop off from Burrow to Browning nobody's saying it's not but like you got if, if you're a backup quarterback in this league maybe it's more an indictment of the Bengals and their personnel department that they didn't get a quality enough backup but like with those weapons Higgins Chase Boyd. Mixon has been a disappointment this year. You've got to be able to produce more offensively. And that has been disappointing uh, throughout the year for the Bengals, really, even regardless of Burroughs' health. All right. Time for the two minute drill. We give you our passing, rushing, receiving leaders for the week, our favorite money line dogs. We got to give you our favorite college football plays of the weekend, as well as conference championship weekend is upon us and get started tonight out west. That. All on the way, plus lightning bets before we wrap up here on BetQL Daily.
0: It's time to go no huddle with a BetQL Daily two-minute drill.
1: All right, let's do it, friends. Chris Mack in for Joe Ostrowski alongside Ed and Aaron. Every single Friday, we get you... Some of our favorites for uh, statistical leaders that weekend in the NFL. Some Moneyline Dogs. We'll call our shot on some of our favorite props as well. But we've got to start this week with college football. We bring in esteemed producer Paul. Paul, are you ready for the two-minute drill? Are you ready to take over and lead us down the field successfully?
2: Chris,
3: (laughs) I live for the two-minute drill. It's all I have all week that I look forward to. (laughs) It's true. It's actually true. <laughs> the
2: enthusiasm in the voice. <laughs>
3: yeah. So let's mix it up a little bit. Let's do some alt, uh, some alt props, some long shots, maybe a money line dog parlay. I've got a couple circles. It's going to be an ugly week, I think, but we'll see. Um, but David, let's get two minutes on the clock. And David, let's hit it. We'll go Chris, Ed, Aaron. And we'll start
1: with your guys' favorite college play of the week. Oh, my God. This is. You're you're giving Nick Saban points in an SEC championship game. You're not just giving Nick Saban points in an SEC championship game, but you're giving Nick Saban, oh, it's down to five and a half now, so I'm not the only one thinking this way. It was six earlier. Bama, plus the five and a half. I don't know if they pull off the upset. I think they will. I'm not guaranteed on that. I'm not sold on that. But at the very least, this is a field goal, last possession kind of game. Another instant classic between the Tide and the Dogs. So give me Bama plus five and a half.
2: Wow. When we... Oh, sorry. Ed's next.
0: <laughs> That's... No, no, no. <laughs> wow is good. <laughs> Again, onomatopoeia. You know, yes, big, big words. Uh, okay, so every year we say, wow, I can't wait for the chaos. Oh, what if this happens? What if that were to happen? And then it usually doesn't. And then we're disappointed because we get a little chalky. And so I would like to make money off of that chalkiness. How about a little parlay where Florida State wins outright, Michigan wins outright, Georgia wins outright, Oregon wins outright. Those would be your four teams in the college football playoff. If you put that money line Parlay together, you get plus 245, that's my play
2: love it that is strong so along those lines not many people are picking alabama to win outright but i will jalen milrow is out here yelling give me the uh i can't even say the words that he was saying bleeping heisman um yeah we'll we'll go there so he's ready for it well he's gonna have to back it up with his legs with his feet nick saban's gonna do it again our good friends at BetMGM plus one eighty money line. Alabama wins it outright.
3: That's tasty. I, I can I can live with that. No, Jalen Milrow. We are not giving you the Heisman. No,
2: <laughs> nice, nice throw in the back of the end
3: zone, but no Heisman for you. Uh, speaking of. Good elite passers, which I would not put Jalen Milrow in that category, at least not yet. Uh, let's move to the NFL and look at some weekly passing leader options. No surprise, Tua against a terrible Washington Commanders. Uh, pass defense is 5-1 to one as your favorite. Any names in there or down the board that you see value on to lead Sunday as your passing leader in the NFL, Chris.
1: It's hard to get away from Tua at five to one because I think he's going to have a huge day against Washington. But if I'm looking down the board for some value and I'm looking for maybe some passing props, I mean, what are we doing here? The Lions in New Orleans, Jared Goff plus nine fifty to lead in passing this week, and his prop is two fifty eight and a half. I think the Lions bounce back in a big way. I said that earlier. And I think Jared Goff has a big day against the Saints secondary. So, yes, give me Jared Goff as the passing yardage leader this weekend in the NFL, plus 950. And I'll take the over 258.5 prop as well. I really like
0: that. Very nice. Very nice. I wonder, and this is more of a general thought uh, before we get to my specifics, Because there are a lot of ugly games for which we were contractually obligated to discuss earlier in the program, I wonder if maybe we can find some value here where a quarterback for a game that we don't care much about actually does become the passing leader. And I think one of those games that we might be overlooking a little bit is the Steelers and the Cardinals, which feels weird that I'm the one backing Pittsburgh here, but I think Kenny Pickett at 35-1 to could be the guy to finish with the most passing yards. It is matchup-based. Arizona has been terrible against everybody. All of the receivers are healthy. We like the offensive play designers now. So you put all of that together, I think that makes sense. Russell Wilson at 22-1 to 1 may also be a good look because he may have to keep up with C.J. Stroud. And look, the Texans might rely on the run a little bit more. So I think Russell Wilson could have a shot
2: here. Gosh, I was also looking at Kenny Pickett. So let me think of something else. You know what? Maybe the cooks something up and Sam Howell has to do it again. They're obviously going to be playing from behind. What is his mm. value? Oh, 8-1. Second favorite. But yeah, give me Sam Howell. We'll do something different. Okay.
0: The Kenny
1: Pickett love is amazing here. I'm, I'm I'm floored. I'm floored by the Kenny Pickett love. I don't know what to think.
0: It's just one week. It's just one week. It's <laughs> okay. just because you're All here. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Well, well...
0: <laughs> We'll, we'll come back down. We're just from the basically class been later.
3: trolling Chris all week. It's like, yeah, yeah Steelers yeah, AFC number one seed. Kenny Pickett yeah, right. passing later. This is this right. is a Steelers show. AFC
2: yeah. Championship. Yeah.
1: Right. Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. When I'm gone, you're all gonna have a real good <laughs> laugh for you? Steelers
0: team. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got the Penguins to win the this Eastern Conference. Like this is huge. Oh, jeez. Now you're...
3: Oh, oh, there we go. Pirates. Oh. Jake's famously on the hey. Pirates is like a... Or maybe it's the Tigers. Yeah. I don't know. It's both. If,
1: if, if Tristan Jari <laughs> keeps scoring goals, anything's possible.
0: True that. True that. Play the hits.
3: Did I know that was a real hockey player before that? Mentioned right there? Probably not. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> okay. If we're going to do picket passing oh. leader, let's look at receiving leader. Um, another one in passing leader that could be an option. Don't love the number, but Minshew Mania, 17 to 1 against a bad tech Titans pass defense. Uh so the guy he would be throwing to would be Michael Pittman. He's in this mix for receiving leader. Anyone else? He's but he's only 14 to 1. Uh, any value on any receiving leaders for this week?
1: Yeah, I'm starting to build a theme here, guys. I mentioned the Lions against the Saints. Uh Amon Ross St. Brown plus 850. This will be the theme for my uh, stats leaders as well as any DFS I do this weekend. I'm looking at the Lions to put up points and to put up yardage. So ARSB, Amon Ross St.
0: Brown, plus 850. I like him. That's a good look. That's a good look. When I look at team air yard share for next-gen stats, Garrett Wilson leading the way at close to 50%, AJ Brown, DJ Moore, Devontae Adams, and Tyreek Hill. Those are your top five not far down the list is Michael Pittman Jr. I really like his over six and a half receptions prop. I think at 14 to one, that's also a really, really good look. And look, if the Saints are struggling every which way, and this is a great Lions bounce back spot, like some are suggesting, uh, I'm gonna run St. Brown at plus 850. Yeah, it's not the best of value, but he can very well hit it, Aaron.
2: All right. He hasn't had a huge game lately. But if the Eagles are going to stay in this game, A.J. Brown is going to have to go mm. off. And he's capable of doing it. He's due, as Paul likes to say. You look at his game log. A.J. Brown is due. So give, give me A.J. Brown as the receiving later this week.
0: All right. Moving no love for Deontay Johnson Russia. or uh, George Pickens. Uh-huh. Any of those? 90 to 1 is
2: Intriguing.
0: Yeah. Doing to me. It is. It's
2: props only like 43 a and a half. Why not?
0: Wow. <laughs> did not John Daigle also say this could be a good Jerry Judy game? He's 80 to yeah. one he did. if we want to go nuts.
2: I saw that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I was kind of actually I was looking at like pick a Texan, any Texan, but like if he also said Nico's gonna be maybe lined up against Sertan, like maybe take him out. Tanks kind of banged up, those guys are 40-45. Noah Brown third. It's tough to pick one out. Um, Sutton, 55-1 if
1: we're looking at Broncos.
0: Yeah, you know? I don't hate that look.
1: Speaking
3: of that game, I do like a play for rushing leader in that game. Devin Singletary, ah, the number's not great. Devin Singletary, 15-1. to one. But I, I refuse to just believe that the Broncos defense is fully fixed. Uh, we've talked about some of the maybe luck that they've been running into as a defense over this winning streak. But rushing leader for Sunday, Zach Moss, who he, he tore up the Titans the last time he faced them. He's your favorite at 5-1, where we see some value here.
1: Yeah, not a ton of value on Christian McCaffrey at 6-1, but we talked about that earlier against the Eagles' rush defense. It's been absolutely torched the last couple of weeks. I would throw an eye, cast a, a glance in that direction, but if we're looking for more value down the board, it's it's... It's like seeing one of your kids take their first steps, or as they get older, you know, all these coming of age moments. Arthur Smith, you remembered Bijan Robinson. Aww. <laughs> B. Bijan Robinson, seventeen to one. I really like him against that Jets defense. It could be tough sledding, but I like Bijan seventeen to one rushing leader this week for more
0: value down the board. D. John Robinson is the prodigal son of the ATL. This was the hashtag narrative that we have been waiting for all season long, and it's coming to fruition. Hey, you know what? When it comes to this Dolphins offense, maybe they want to run the ball on the outside just a little bit more. Maybe they're not going to be oh-so-cautious with Devon A. Chan. Like, that is a possibility. I suspect he will be. So maybe the approach is to just like both Dolphins backs, Raheem Mostert at twenty-eight to one, Achan at thirty to one. Either, either, or the other may work out. And if you don't like any of them, David Montgomery at twelve to one. In case they salt that game away early, he probably will get a lot of looks to carry the Lions to a big one.
2: Well, sorry, Miles Garrett, but Kyron Williams says he's been feeling 200%, not 100%, but 200%. And if my Rams are going to make the playoffs, they need him at his best. So give me Kyron Williams as the rushing leader this week. I like that play a
3: lot. I mean, everyone talks about the Browns defense, bottom five versus the run over the past month. So definitely some potential for him to have a big game this week. Uh, let's go Moneyline Dogs. Uh, let's go two to one or longer. I mean, you could take the Eagles if you want, but let's have some actual fun with this. Like the Panthers, Cardinals (laughs) of the world. Sounds like fun to me. Patriots, maybe. Favorite Moneyline Dog on
1: Sunday? If you're taking Philly and Cleveland out of the equation, um, and I gotta go longer. Carolina is worth a look. The, the new, you know, the fired coach bounce. Um, we saw it work for the Raiders earlier this year. Other than that, uh, maybe the Packers at 220. If we think this is going to be a low-scoring game and it. the Chiefs receivers continue to struggle, that Chiefs offense can't find anything in the second half, maybe something happens where the Packers keep it close and Jordan Love does find a little something late and steals one at home. Um that might, be, that might be the angle I would go if you're going to ask me to go 2-1 to one or longer, is Packers plus 220.
0: I suppose I could hold my nose and take the Patriots here just because the Chargers just find ways to lose close games. And mm-hmm. somehow New England has a win over Buffalo. So I suppose that that's a possibility. Uh, but otherwise, Chris, I'm going to tail you. I'm going to take the Packers here in large part because, look, when we talk about the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes we just figure okay the floor is much higher than everyone else's floor I'm not sure that's the case anymore because after Travis Kelsey who do you really trust like Rasheed Rice I trust but he's also a rookie so that is possible he could regress a little bit in a game like this against a really good Packers defense and so in that regard I think that floor is a little bit lower than we're used to and maybe that puts KC on upset alert
2: hmm well, not a lot of options at 2 to 1 or longer. So, I it's, I'm not putting my money on the Commanders, and that would be wild if I went against the Steelers. So, let me go with the Panthers. They get a boost this week and pull off something miraculous. +205
3: Okay. One of us may do something stupid and like a round robin money line parlay on some of these, like the Cardinals, Patriots and Panthers. That pays 25 to 1. Oh, just put it out there.
2: That sounds uh,
1: fun. No. That's, tasty that's the only way to
3: have fun team. with those teams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so let's run a better fourth down play than the Seahawks did three different times last <laughs> night. Favorite interception prop, touchdown prop. Uh, about a minute to go. What do we got?
1: I absolutely love Lions Saints game at Bet MGM right now. Uh, touchdown scorer uh, prop. It, they have a combined uh, Alvin Kamara, Amon Ross, Saint Brown over one and a half touchdowns at plus one ninety. Yes, please. Mm. If the Saints offense is dealing with the receiver injuries, they are and they have to lean more into Kamara. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I like the over in that game. I talked. Up the Lions and St. Brown and Goff throughout this segment. Now I, I do believe they're gonna have a big day. Yeah, Camara and St. Brown to combine for more than one and a half touchdowns at 190. Gimme it.
0: Matt Stafford might be liable to do something silly. So I have him throwing an interception at minus
2: 125. Let's go. It's not that crazy. I but one of my favorite props, George Pickens, over 43 and a half. That's so low.
1: That is, that is. Can Kenny get him the ball? That's the only question. Is can can he get Kenny get him the ball? Kenny we
2: trust?
1: Oh, oh man, you guys are killing me. Oh, uh, I, I, I trust our lightning bets. I think we'll tell you what they are next as we wrap up another edition of BetQL Daily here on the BetQL Network. Chris Mack in for Joe Ostrowski here on BetQL Daily alongside Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth. Thanks to all of you again for joining us live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network, watching the show either on twitch.tv slash BetQL or YouTube, the Odyssey Sports Channel. And, of course, listening inside your Odyssey app. If you missed anything today, you know we podcasted. It'll be up for you uh, early this afternoon. So if you missed John Daigle, if you missed our Thursday night football recap or any of our detailed breakdowns of the entire Week 13 slate, they'll all be in there. Get it inside your Odyssey app later this afternoon. Uh, I will be back on Monday in for Joe again. So the guys will continue to pester me about Kenny Pickett, especially if the Steelers have a big day against the Cardinals. And, well, I probably deserve it for how much I've hammered young Kenneth Shane Pickett this year. Because he looks like he may be figuring some things out without Matt Canada in the way. Is that going to be a part of our lightning bets? Who knows? But let's get to him, Ed.
0: Get us started. What do you got? Well, the first place I have to begin with, Chris, is Sidney Crosby over one and a half points. He's going... I'm just kidding. Uh... Steelers all spread, uh, minus 8.5, bumping all the way there. So that's something that I like a great deal here. Uh, Again, the matchup is certainly favorable. And maybe this is more fading the Cardinals than it is promoting Kenny Pickett. Like, he may play just well enough, and maybe the Pittsburghs, maybe they only scored 20 points, 21 points, something like that. Like, it's not an overwhelmingly impressive outing, but then I do trust this defense to contain Kyler Murray and company to where maybe they only score 10 or less than that. Like outside of Trey McBride, who do you really trust in this Cardinals offense right now? I've got nobody. So I think the Steelers uh, with an all spread can cover the eight and a half. Uh, Here's a fun one. Jets Falcons. How about Greg Zerline over five and a half kicking points? Come on. Falcons can give them short fields. Brees Hall may put the Jets in the red zone and then they sputter and then they settle for a field goal. He only needs to get two field goals to hit that number. So I do think, hey, look, if I think the Jets can cover the two and a half, I think it'll be because of field goals or maybe a couple of additional extra points or something silly. So I think over five and a half kicking points is good there. How about Pat Mahomes going up against the Packers over 12 and a half rushing yards for his longest rush? I do like this Packers pass defense. I do think that there is a problem in terms of the Chiefs offense being a little bit too conservative. And so if everybody is covered, would not be surprised if Mahomes takes off. He is one of the more mobile quarterbacks in the NFL, so he should be taking off more than a couple of times. Wouldn't be surprised if that's how KC is able to move the sticks more than a few times. And so I'm expecting him to go over 12 and a half for his longest rush. Niners Eagles. I think the best play here is San Francisco over the team total of 24 and a half. Do not trust this Eagles secondary. Do not trust them in coverage and do trust all of the fantastic targets that Brock Purdy can throw to. It may not necessarily just be Brandon Ayuk, although I think he will be the guy here, but there are so many different options to where the Niners will get to the end zone early and often. And then finally, I'm going to lay the half of a point in the first half for the Colts. Look, Shane Steichen is a genius. I do feel like that we're going to be talking about him for the next few years as one of the great offensive minds in the NFL. And one of the things that he's doing really well involves scripted plays. Gardner Minshew is coming into a ball game really, really prepared. Now, things kind of taper off after that, but I do think when a game starts, I can trust the Colts. And so I will lay the half a point in the first half.
2: Right. Well, I think you're getting a discount on the Lions. I think this is a bit of an overreaction and a and a good spot for them. So Lions alt spread minus six and a half at plus 130 against this Saints team, I feel like is a pretty good value there. Derrick Henry, the, the Colts are going to have to contain him if they're going to stay in this game. So I think that'll be a big part of the game plan under 62 and a half. Rushing or sorry, yeah, under 62 and a half rushing. I was looking at the wrong one for Derrick Henry, Najee over 55 uh rush yards, or is it 55 and 55 and a half? I feel bad picking on this Cardinals defense, but it's such a mismatch on the board, you kind of yeah. have to. There's a lot I love in this game, and not a lot I love <laughs> in some others. So Najee over um, this Cardinals run defense has been so bad. I also like Pickens over 43 and a half. I mean, he's rolling small sample size with Matt Canada gone, but I'll bank on him to go over 43 and a half. That seems very low. And in college, you heard it in the last segment, Alabama money line plus 180 at BetMGM.
1: Roll Roll no time jinx Um so I'm tailing a, I'm I'm telling a couple of errands here. Um and I, I love Bama, even down to five and a half now. Bama getting five and a half. Um I I I have doubted Georgia too many times this year to absolutely go all the way into the deep end with Aaron and go Bama money line, but I do think we're gonna get, like I said earlier an instant classic in the SEC title game that goes down to the final possession. So give me Bama plus the five and a half. The other conference championship game. I really like at least to bet on, because I have no idea what to expect tonight between Oregon and Washington. I'm more in on the Huskies than a lot of people are, but not enough to bet them. Hmm. Uh, Texas minus 15 and a half. This line has gone up all week. I got it earlier in the week at 14. I think it was, they are four and one against the spread this year in the conference. On spreads of two touchdowns or more, I think they cover against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State kind of a default uh, opponent in the Big 12 championship game. They've had some ugly spots this year. I think it gets ugly against Texas in the Big 12 title game as they take one last swing at a possible CFP appearance. Also going to tail Aaron on the Lions. I'm going to go with the standard minus four. I also like over the 47 on the total in this game. I think these teams will both score points, but especially Detroit. Um, As I told you, uh, some plays that I liked on Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown earlier. And I got a teaser for us. Oh, yeah. throwing it in. Miami 9.5. I like it, but it is. It's a big number. I think they're going to handle things against Washington and probably cover that 9.5. But I'm going to start my four-leg teaser by playing it a little safe with the Dolphins. Going to buy it down to 3.5. Houston minus 3. We talked about this maybe sneakily being one of the better games of the weekend. I'm going to tease it to plus three because it could be. We talked about possibility of overtime in this one. I think it'll be a tight ball game. Give me Houston plus three. I'm going to tease Atlanta just in case they should screw things up against the Jets to plus four. And I'm going to tease the Packers because, like I said, I'm all over the under in this game. And I think if you give them enough points, Kansas City doesn't cover it because it's going to be a low-scoring game. So... I'll tease Green Bay all the way out to 12. So, combine the Dolphins, Texans, Falcons, and Packers on a six-point tease. We get plus 268. Give me it. Paul, what do you got?
3: Yummy. Uh, First, start with a question. Like, as far as, like, names go, are we more of a Shane show or more of a Cole show?
1: Hmm. Shane.
0: Cole. Hmm. Mm, like Cole Hamills was a great pitcher. Billy legend. I
2: was gonna say Shane, but
0: you know what? Kenny Pickett's middle name is We're going is. Cole. We're going uh, Cole Shane? It's
2: Kyler
3: Cole Murray. Shane. Kyler Cole Murray. It's oh! gonna cover the five uh, and a half
2: against the Steelers. I see what you did uh, of there.
3: course, I'll be. Wow, you know, full circle. Uh, <laughs> so Apparently. this is an ugly, ugly card, but we're. Uh, we're going with ugly dogs this week cardinals plus five and a half panthers plus five and a half patriots plus five and a half just not overthinking it yeah i think these should be more like three i think these should be more closer mm. to three all these games and we're getting favorites cleaned up last week maybe we're even getting a little bit of that priced in um people following that a little bit but yeah it was definitely a favorites week last week that obviously does not mean it's gonna be a dog's week this week but i do think we're getting a little bit of extra value five become more of a key number all these are over five so Also love the Texans laying the three. Uh, So I am on that. And then I guess I got four props written down. I'll I'll give them all out. But I guess for the technicality of the lightning bets, which we do such a great job of keeping track of and standings and all that. uh, Jalen Warren rush plus receiving over 78 and a half. I think, yeah, I might be taking the Cardinals. Kyler. Cole Murray is going to get us into that number, but I think Jalen Warren has a big game against that defense. So rush plus receiving over seventy eight and a half. I'll be sprinkling a couple alt numbers on that as well. I also think Devin Singletary has a big game against uh, the Broncos whose defense is not fixed little worried about the like share time, but even Pierce did come back and it was still very much a Singletary game last week. Um, not that he, the production was there, but snap count wise very much towards Devin Singletary. Ramondre Stevenson, over 63.5 against a very leaky, it's not fixed. No, the Chargers run defense is not fixed. Um, (laughs) Numbers have looked a little bit better this season, but give me over 63.5. This week against the Chargers. And then Michael Pittman against a bad Titans secondary, Gardner Minshew's go-to guy, uh, over 72.5. So those are some prop looks as well.
1: I like to imagine and visualize Brandon Staley trying to "quote unquote" fix the Chargers' defense, much like my <laughs> imagination visualizes you, Paul, trying to change a tire. Like you-, you got the tire iron on and you're trying to loosen the lug nut. And you're trying to loosen the lug nut, and eventually you just throw your hands up and walk away and call AAA. Brandon yeah. Staley needs to call AAA. His defense mm-hmm. isn't. A- he does. And it was so much worse because, like, I was I had to park on the street you can't
3: really change a tire in our garage it's like a three cars across setup so in front of the entire neighborhood i'm just like uh getting nowhere with this slug nut and it's like oh man who is this guy
1: why is he uh, in our
3: neighborhood
1: not only did you lose your masculinity but you were you were stripped of it in front of the entire neighborhood that's tough. The entire neighborhood mm. it was still
3: warm right. out at the time people were still outside yeah so it's all right we, we bounce back we all bounce back brandon staley will not. There's we'll a, he'll land somewhere there's
0: a TikTok video of you paul with a billy eilish song for some random reason playing in the backdrop it's sad it's all My slow family, and
1: sad yeah,
0: yeah exactly yeah one of those she just whines yeah yeah right she's young though she'll learn she'll grow up right uh, maybe <laughs>
1: Maybe uh, I'll be back on Monday and then these guys will be rid of me filling in for Joe. Oh, don't forget to check out BetMGM MGM game day on Sunday as well. I'll be in for Joe there. Uh, thanks to Ed. Thanks to Aaron. Thanks to Paul. Thanks to double D to Gertz to everybody for listening and watching and taking part in another, I think wildly successful is the, are the adjectives I'd use wildly successful edition of BetQL daily here on the BetQL network presented by bet MGM.